0: Thanks for tuning in to the Brentwood Academy podcast. Brentwood Academy is dedicated to nurturing and challenging each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God. Through this podcast, it's our hope to provide an enjoyable experience, to hear interesting stories, listen to chapel talks, and discover profiles on members of the BA community. To learn more about Brentwood Academy, visit us online at brentwoodacademy.com. Enjoy today's episode. I'm Jean Natwick. I am a member of the communications team here at BA, and I'm also a parent. I have with me this morning Shelly Miller, the director of college counseling.
1: Welcome, Shelly. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you.
0: We're going to jump right into it. Okay, Okay, sure. Okay, so you've been here 12 years. Is that right?
1: I have been, yes. Yeah. Um, It's been an amazing journey, and I think um, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about students and the best way to serve students over the years. Um, I think anybody who works in college counseling has to have a passion for working with students and um, and colleges of course um, and melding that whole experience together. I actually am very fortunate, and um, and my colleague, Courtney Jones, as well, we both worked in college admission before switching sides of the desk to work at a high school in college counseling. So we bring that extra added perspective into our roles. We know what it's like, um, what applications look like, what admission officers are looking at, what they're looking for. And I think that helps us moving forward uh, to really guide our students appropriately and to help them put together the best package, Um, so they're presenting themselves in the best manner possible um, in the application process. Um, Of course, having worked in admission for so many years, we also have the great benefit of knowing a lot of people in this world, and um, there's a lot to be said for connections and who you know and um, being able to make those appropriate links for our students Um, and speaking on behalf of our students. You know, we're never afraid to pick up the phone and call an admission office. Office. Um, because again, we've been in their shoes as admission officers before Um, but we also now um, are working with kids who are really special and can add unique gifts and talents to their collegiate communities and so we feel really called to to share with them here's why you need the student in your community so um, it's neat to you know have worked on both sides of the desk and be able to to bring that to the table Um, not only so our families feel confident that we know what we're doing and we've experienced it and we know what we're talking about but but also just because we can Connect with those admission officers too, and say, "I've been in your shoes. I know what it's like." Um, and here's a student. I just want you to pay a little extra attention to.
0: And it's nice too that we're in a smaller environment. That you know, when your students walk in, you know who they are. Yeah. Because that that's really a unique situation. Um, Absolutely. You know, my son graduated from another school, and it you know he had a good education. But the problem when you're in a larger school the larger student body is that sometimes you almost feel like every time you come in, you're introducing yourself. <laughs> but yeah. so it's nice that you you get to know who they are, what they're looking for, what their dreams and their hopes are and what they're capable of doing, because that's, a, you know, I think that I would imagine that decisions, you know, on what they're looking for in the schools are based a lot on what their their capabilities are. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that I value that we do here at Brentwood Academy is we start early. So, you know, as early as eighth grade, we have general meetings so that students can see our faces and get to know us so that they hopefully over the years develop a comfort level coming into our offices Um, of course by junior and senior years it's very personal we're meeting one-on-one with students but more and more over the years you know i've met with several freshman families already this year who just want to come in get advice are we doing the right thing course wise activity wise because they know how crazy this college application process is, and they want to set their students up in the best way. Um, and those meetings are really beautiful because, again, thinking back on one, one particular sweet family that I met with, now every time I see that student in the hallway, it's a, hey, Miss Miller, hi, how are you doing? How's your day going? We already have that connection and foundation. So when he comes back to me and says, Okay, I'm interested in studying this, or I'd like to look at a summer program that I can get involved in that would tap into these particular academic interests. We already have that comfort level. I have that knowledge base of the student and the family, and and can hopefully provide them even better guidance and direction and support um, because again, we have that foundation, we have that connection, um, and that I value that very much.
0: Yeah, very valuable. Okay, I'm going to ask you about a couple um, of Ugly letters here for kids. Ready? Here we go. A okay. C T. Oh yeah. <laughs> and S A T. You say those three, you know, letters, and they're like ah. <laughs> yes. But they're so important. And taking the P S A T and um, what else am I missing? And um, so one of the things that I want to ask you, mm-hmm. because you know you have a lot of conversation. Of course, test scores are important. Very Absolutely. important. But. Can you explain to me um, how it's tied to, because this is a question I hear, mm-hmm. um, to for people who are looking for scholarship money, how it's tied to scholarship money, the higher the score, because it's very competitive, also a lot of scholarships. Um, can absolutely. You, can you explain that to me? Sure, absolutely.
1: Testing is a huge part of both the admission and scholarship process. Now, I will say there are some colleges who are um, becoming what we call test optional, where they may or may not require the SAT or ACT, but then more emphasis is put on the student transcript, the classes chosen, the rigor, so forth and so on. Um, So we are seeing a little bit of a transition in that direction. At the same time, there are some schools who say for admission purposes, will be test optional but for scholarship purposes we still need a test score um, and again for, there are a lot of schools out there who will say we have to have test scores for admission purposes um, and it puts a lot of stress on the students you're looking at four hours on a saturday morning that's going to dictate your future and any scholarship amount that you give uh, that, or that you receive and that just that's a heavy weight on students shoulders without a doubt um that test score number can make a difference. And we've seen it with students. Uh, We actually will have students come in and quote, okay, if I get two points higher on my ACT, I can get an additional $5,000 a year. And you're looking $5,000 a year, $20,000 over your, you know, college uh, curriculum or college experience. That's huge, Um, especially as colleges continue to get more and more selective um, and and, and expensive. Um, So testing is, very important and i think we have tried really hard to impress upon students the importance of taking the psat that very first test they're taking ninth grade and 10th grade for practice taking that seriously um, so they have an idea of how they're doing um, and using the prep resources that are free and available through the college board um, and through khan academy using those resources to help them improve um, and better themselves Um, And then, of course, in the junior and senior years, when they're actually taking the tests for college entrance purposes, You know, we offer test prep classes here at BA and we encourage students to engage in that. You know, they always say practice makes perfect. And um, I I think there's definitely a benefit to that, even if it's familiarizing themselves with the questions and the wording and the timing. um, All of that gives them even a sense of, more of a sense of comfort going into the test and a, hey, I can do this, I can tackle it, I I can give my best effort.
0: And I think too, the great thing about starting these, you know, PSATs early, mm-hmm. not only do you create that baseline, yeah. um, but I think some kids are, like my ultrasound son is, um, a nervous test taker. Mm. You know, it's, 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 and sometimes it can be just not a good reflection of, you know, their intelligence just because sure. they're nervous test takers. So to get that level of comfort over, you know, the course of a couple of years along with some help because I know in the binder which we'll talk about here in a moment yeah. that you provide resources for extra help for that as well. You know, it, it hopefully will create a level of comfort when they actually take it for a score, for an actual score that they're, you know, looking to submit.
1: Absolutely. So. You're exactly right. Setting that baseline and helping students kind of understand where they are and where they can go I think is really really important, but also giving them that opportunity to uh, Find as much comfort as possible <laughs> um, in the testing process, and that's why even in the junior year, uh, we will do a practice ACT for students so that they can see what that feels like before they take the ACT for the first time. and And that's a that's a tidbit that I would recommend to families. I think. Um, a lot of families will say, well, we're just going to sign up for the SAT and the ACT and see how our scores come out. And they absolutely can do that. But there are resources out there, like the Princeton Review will offer uh, free full-length SAT, ACT, PSAT tests where students can go in um, and take that exam and get scores back. There's no cost to it. Of course, Princeton Review will give them feedback, give them their results and say, here are areas you can improve, here are areas of strength, and and then of course Princeton Review will say we're happy to help you and do some test prep with you, but it's just a great opportunity for students to practice again without all the pressure of this is an actual national test day that I'm taking, and these scores can go to colleges. Um, So definitely having those practice opportunities I think are really, really important for students.
0: Now let me ask you something, and you can probably explain this better than I understood it. So When you take a test and it gives you the option, you get your score back, you can submit or when you're applying for taking, say, you know, the ACT Mm -hmm. and you can choose to send it to schools, should you do that or should you wait until you see your highest score to submit to a school?
1: Sure. That's a great question. In the junior year, when we are asking students to take both the SAT and the ACT, we will tell them at that point in time they do not have to send their scores. They can get the results back, see how they did, we can look at a concordance table which compares SAT and ACT scores, and see which test they do stronger on, you know, which one is a better test for them, which one better demonstrates their true abilities. For some students, we find that they score pretty evenly on either test. Uh, for some students, maybe they excel more on one test than another. So we tell them in the junior year, you're not applying until fall of senior year. So it's okay to wait to send your scores and get them back and see how you do. Senior year becomes a little bit trickier because depending on college's deadlines, um, there are some colleges that maybe have October 15th or November 1 deadlines. and in which case, depending on when students test, they may have to go ahead and automatically have their score sent before they even see their results. And that can be nerve wracking. Um, and that, that's why we really want them to emphasize in the junior year, practice, prepare yourself, take those tests, see how you do, and th- then use the summer to prepare even more. So by the time you're testing senior year, you know you're putting your best foot forward. I will say too though, um, sometimes we talk about, oh, let's just send the highest score that mm-hmm. you've earned. But there are a number of colleges out there who will do what we call superscoring, scoring. Um, and mm-hmm. they will take the highest subscore. For example, um, on the ACT, there are four subscores, English, reading, math, right. and science. Right. And uh, a college that super scores, like the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, they will, t- if you have taken the ACT multiple times and send all those scores in, they will take your highest subscores and create a new composite for you and use the new higher composite when evaluating your application for admission and for scholarships. So it depends on the colleges out there. Not everybody's super scores, but um, there are instances where we will tell students, absolutely send all of your scores so that they have your highest subscores and can give you the, the benefit of the doubt in that highest composite possible.
0: I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're yeah. talking right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now,
0: do you feel you know, we'll jump off the ACT, SAT okay. in a question, in one, in one second, but one more question I wanted to ask mm-hmm. is, do you feel, are they, do, should students take both? Because I, you know, in the past, um, not here at BA, but with, you know, never had a clear answer on yeah. if they should be taking both. Sure. And, um, I think a lot of parents wonder that, do they need to take both? You right. know, how are they different? I mean, you know, it's, <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Well, the first thing I would say is thank you for asking that question because it's very, very important. I think students need to take both tests. Um, colleges nowadays will take either score and I mentioned the concordance table earlier where you can compare SAT and ACT scores to see which one is higher Um, colleges are doing that so I will get a number of students who will come to me maybe parents in the past have said oh XYZ college is an ACT school they only want ACT scores and and actually that's just not true Uh, colleges are going to take either SAT or ACT Um, they're going to take the higher of the two. Um, and so it I think it's really important for students to give themselves the best opportunity to score the best. Some will do better on the SAT. Some will do better on the ACT. And if we find that one test approach is better than the other, that's what we want them honing in on. That's what we want them doing that intense test prep in um, so that before they take that test the next time, again they're they're upping their chances to bring that score up. So I think it's really important that students expose themselves to both tests, see what's going to be their strength, um, and then really focus in on that moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's that's great advice because as we were just saying earlier, some people are not strong test takers, and, right. and it might be different, right? You know, they might do well on one and just okay on another, and so that's really really good advice.
1: The other thing I will mention is. Um, there are some students out there who qualify for accommodations. Uh, maybe they have um, severe um, ADD or ADHD, or they're dyslexic, or um, something that's really gonna prevent them from excelling their best within that shortened amount of time. Um, and the, the testing coordinator um, or, or um, disability student coordinator um, at the high school should be able to help the student reach out to SAT and ACT and go through um, an application process to see if they might qualify for any accommodations. Accommodations could range from getting extra time. There are large print tests. There's, um, you know, sitting in the front of the of the class, extra breaks. There are different things that students, depending on their situation, they might qualify for. Um, so I think it's important that that students look at those opportunities and parents research that as well um, early in the process because it can take a while for those accommodations to come through but i say that sometimes uh, students can get accommodations on one test but not the other and so again another reason why i think it's important for students to be um, exposing themselves to both tests and 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 both formats and so forth
0: okay Okay. Um, one last thing to ask you, one or two last things, because yes. this is very interesting. I find it very interesting having a, <laughs> a, a you know a junior right now, and you know preparing to you know get started on all of this, which yeah. we are. But one of the questions I have is, when you are looking for schools, what would be your advice before you set out to go and start looking at schools? Because yeah. it's very exciting. Yeah. And sometimes you know students will choose schools for various reasons Mm -hmm. um what would be your advice before you set out maybe some key things to consider
1: absolutely i think the first thing that needs to happen is students need to spend time reflecting on themselves their own personalities their interests their desires some students work really well um in a large environment Um, They can be in huge classes and still excel and still reach their best effort. Um, Some students, for example, at Brentwood Academy, we're a small, intimate community. Teachers know students. They know students by name. Um, Students have that comfort level going to see teachers before class, in between classes, and so forth, to get that extra help. Um, We always challenge our students to say think about your Brentwood Academy experience. How has it been good? What have you loved about it? Um, What has allowed you to be your best self? And are those qualities and characteristics things that you want to be repeated and modeled in your collegiate experience? Or do you want to try something different? And if you want to try something different, why? You know, what do you think, um, how do you feel like you're going to be more beneficial and, and become your better self in a different environment? So I think thinking about, size, location, um, distance from home. Um, do you want a religiously affiliated school or not? What academic majors are you interested in pursuing? What about extracurricular activities? Um, are you a student athlete and you want to play at the next level? Or you're just um, you're a, someone who loves to go to all the games and that's important to you? Um, so we really want students to spend time thinking about themselves and what they want out of a school. And then at that point in time, when they can articulate, these are things that are important to me, then we find colleges that meet those criteria. I think far too often, students will say, well, I want to go to XYZ school because everybody in my family went there, or all my friends are going there, and they tell me I need to go there with them. And a lot of times, that's great, and that that college could be a perfect fit for that student. But bottom line in in our office, it's most important that students find a fit, that they find a college that's going to be a good fit for them, that's going to help them to, to elevate and be their best self through the college years um, and beyond. And so I think that self-exploration process, I think, is really important before students start, you know, specifically naming schools that oh i i definitely want to look here and there and if the student there are a lot of times students will say well i just don't know i don't know about size i've been at ba i've never been exposed to something bigger what is that like awesome go on a college tour with your family and see a diverse group of schools see a small school see a large school see a big public research university see a christian school um get out there and see a number of different things and then once you've seen different places hopefully that will help you be able to articulate even more the kind of community that's going to be best for you and in the nashville area we are rich with amazing schools and colleges so you know we will encourage students early go go out there get your get your feet wet on that campus and see what it feels like because that can only help you um, further determine what's going to be a best fit for you
0: well, it must be fun for you to see these students that you've worked with over the years probably come back and check in with you and let you know how they're doing where they you know landed and you oh know kind of fun to watch their journey <laughs> as you as you kind of you know walked this with them as they left the doors of b a
1: yeah, oh, it, that is the most rewarding thing ever, just for those sweet kiddos to come back and to celebrate their successes in college and to hear all the things that they're doing. Um, Whether students come back here, like over fall break when students were home from college, we had so many kiddos pop by and come in and talk about all the things they're doing and the success they're having. And um, I was so prepared academically for college. College is easy right now in my intro classes. I just feel ready to jump into higher level classes. Um, I had a great opportunity um, to go visit Baylor University and got to connect with a lot of our students who were there. And how special was that to see them in their environment and to get to talk to them? I mean, I had seniors who were graduating and sophomores, juniors. It was just really neat to hear them talk about their different stages, where they are, and even more special, how they're all connecting with each other in that college community and supporting one another. And um, that is special, just to see them reach the success that we know that they're meant for and we know that they can achieve in college. It's really beautiful.
0: Well, thank you, Shelly. This has been very informative, very helpful. We're very blessed to have you and Courtney and Jay in the college uh, counseling office. This is it is a an enormous journey, and there's a lot of information to to gather, and it's an investment. So you want to yeah. make sure that you're doing the right thing and prepping your child the best way you can. And so, um, thank you for all of your for all the work that you do. It's it's fantastic.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you for bringing me on today and and letting me share a little bit about this experience.